0: Welcome to Origin Gate's daily podcast, Wisdom's Echo. This is Liam O'Brien, and here is my thought I'd like to share. I want to talk to you today about the law and the new covenant. And so when I reference the law, it's common law that we reference in churches, and that, and we typically go back to the Ten Commandments of "Thou shalt not murder" and "Thou shalt not commit adultery," "Thou shalt not steal," and the like. And we, most of us, have heard of those uh, Ten Commandments. And in fact, there's 613 commandments, so there's a lot of other ones in there about uh, foods we sh- sh- uh, should eat and the like. And quite often, as Christians, we can revert back to, or we can reference back to this law and the commandments and try to apply them to our daily lives. Yet we've transitioned from that and we live under a new covenant and we live under new commandments in a sense, but we easily can go back there. And so what I want to just talk about is a different perspective to be able to have on the commandments That are referenced in the Bible, but also living our lives as sons and daughters of the King, as living in the New Covenant, as Christians in Christ. So, and to avoid getting trapped between the law and living free and not reverting back to the law. So I want to give you a statement to live by. And... I'll unpack this and go through some scriptures. But just as a quick statement, as a Christian, you are free to do anything you can do with perfect love in your heart towards God and man. And I'll repeat that again because this is where the freedom lies. So as a Christian, you are free to, to do anything you can do with perfect love in your heart towards God and man. So let's jump in and unpack this a bit and just follow this journey of the freedom that we have in Christ and how to avoid reverting back to living by the law that we can so easily get trapped with. So as mentioned, the law or the commandments was given by God through Moses and there's 613 in total. And the 10 commandments are the most well-known, but there's another 603 beyond that that go into a lot of detail at a lot of different commandments. And we know that scripture says that no human being has ever been able to keep all 613 throughout their lives with the exception of Jesus Christ who was fully God and fully man. So he came and fulfilled, kept all those 613. So as we transition to the New Testament, where it starts to talk about Christians or a life in Christ or where we're found in Christ, where we're Christ followers and what he purchased for us on the cross through his death and resurrection, and enabling us to become Christians and and be born again and have new create, be become a new creation. So it begs the question then, if we're not under law, but we're Christians, does that mean you're free to steal? Does that mean you're free to commit murder, etc.? So let's go and look at the scriptures on this and have a pick up the scriptural perspective in the New Testament. And first I want to start with Matthew 22, 35 through 40. And this is where someone who's a lawyer uh, has approached Jesus. And as a lawyer, they're well-versed in uh, generally in that day, particularly probably in Israel, it would have included the scriptural and the Mosaic laws, but also some laws of the land that, uh, you know, governmental laws and that. So a lawyer... Uh, and that would be very, very much across how the law interacts. And he asked Jesus a question to test him. And he says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law? So of the law, essentially 613 or the 10, which is the greatest? And he said, and Jesus replied to him as saying, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and foremost commandment. The second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Then he goes on to say, on these two commandments depends the whole law and the prophets. So here we have Jesus succinctly condensing down the whole law from the 613 to 2 of love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. So the righteous requirement of the law with all its complexities, statues, requirements, this all the six hundred and thirteen commandments can be reduced down to one word, love, L-O-V-E. And Timothy one, sorry, one Timothy one, five to seven goes on and unpacks this a bit further, and same with these other verses from Scripture, which I'll quote. But it says there in verse 5 of 1 Timothy one five, But the goal of our instruction, and some translations say of the commandments or the law, is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. For some men, straying from these things, have turned aside to fruitless Discussion, wanting to be teachers of the law, even though they do not understand either what they are saying or the matters about which they make confident assertions. So here we have what Timothy was saying in the letter to Timothy, saying the goal of the commandments is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith and if we pick up in Romans 13:8 to 10 it unpacks this even further it says owe nothing to anyone except to love one another for he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law So that's a a big statement just to stop there for a moment. For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. And when he's referencing the law, he's referencing the whole law, the whole 613 commandments. And the question can be asked is how can one sentence or one simple perspective of he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law? He goes on to say in verse nine, for this you shall not commit adultery, you shall not com- you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, it is summed up in this saying, you shall love your neighbour as yourself. Verse ten Love does no wrong to a neighbour, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. So we can see here that Paul in Romans is writing to say, look, you can know all the laws, you can know the Ten Commandments and you can try and keep them. But he's saying that it is all summed up in this saying, you shall love the neighbor as yourself and love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of law. So I'll just pick up one extra verse and we'll sort of fit this all together. In Galatians 5.14, and it says, For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement, you shall love your neighbors yourself. So here we see it referenced again this, through these three verses, uh, so these three passages of Scripture, the importance of... Love is the fulfillment of the law, and that's important to know, because when we start to feel trapped, or we start to feel, oh, I'm not obeying the law, or or, I, or, or someone says something, but to know that we're operating out of love is our guiding principle. It is the fulfillment of the law, and that's the love to our neighbor which is a love towards God at the same time. It's it's not possible to not love your it's not possible to not love your neighbor and then claim to love God because they are part and parcel. As you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind and soul and your neighbour, it's not possible to do one without the other. They are they go together. It's it's impossible to try and do one and not do the other. So At this point, some people may be feeling feeling inclined to say, so you tell me that as a Christian, I'm not under the law or the commandments of Moses. And does this mean that I am free to break the commandments and do anything I please? Am I free to commit murder or adultery or to steal if I so desire? Which was the question I posed earlier. The answer to this is that as a Christian, You are free to do anything that you can do with perfect love in your heart towards God and man. That was the statement that I mentioned earlier. But as a Christian, you are not free to do anything that cannot be done in love. So if it can be done in love towards God and man with a pure heart, you are free to do that. The man whose heart is filled and controlled by the love of God is free to do whatever his heart desires. So this is where the freedom from the law comes in. That it's no longer 613 defined can do this, can't do that. It boils it down to a pure heart acting out of love through the grace of God and the guidance of of His love inside of us, are we able to work with love and act in love towards others? And if you think of any of those commandments and you break them down between loving the Lord your God and loving your neighbor, let's take stealing, for example. Someone who was to steal from someone else, there's no there's no possibility that you can act in love while taking something from another person, and additionally, if you take that back to love the Lord your God, part of loving the Lord your God is putting your whole heart and trust in Him, and by engaging in the activity of stealing from another person, you're also saying to the Lord, "Is I don't trust you." to provide for me I don't trust you to care for me I don't trust for you to be my provider and teach me your ways and that you are a good father that looks after us so you can fundamentally go back to the laws or the commandments and trace them back to is there something in this that is trace it back to the part that it is not acting in love so the other part that I just want to close off here and just really sort of explain the liberty of living in the law is, it, it talks about in James 1 and 2 about the perfect law of liberty and the person who continues in it. And... The law of love is what is referring to there as this perfect law of liberty. And here's, I just want to probably just lock in on this as a sort of another perspective or quote is the man whose heart is filled and controlled at all times by the love of God has the liberty to do exactly what he desires. Whatever. Such a man desires to will, will always be in conformity with the will and nature of God. For God himself is love. The man who lives by this law of love is the only true free man on the face of the whole earth. So I just want to reiterate that a bit, that the freedom... That comes from living in the law of love, rather than trying to follow the six hundred and thirteen or the ten commandments or laws. Really, lives as the only true free man on the face of the earth, because the law of love is the foundational of all the other laws. So. If As we desire to live in perfect love, we do have the freedom to do what we want because we are acting out of love towards God and man. So I just want to encourage everyone who's listening to this is that if you start to get tripped up or someone starts to talk to you about the Ten Commandments or obeying this law or you should do this or you should do that is that... We now live in the freedom, the liberty to be able to live from a place of love towards God and our neighbors. And this is the fulfillment of the law, the pure heart as we live to love others and God.